Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music NFTs on the Flow blockchain. Hey fam, this is Redbird here from the Record Shop community team, and I am happy to welcome you to our podcast. We are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date. Subscribe or follow now to keep up. Today's episode is a recording from a September 2022 Twitter Spaces with myself, Nick from the Disco Fries, and some amazing women building in Web3 talking about mental health. Since this was recorded on Twitter Spaces, please excuse any audio quality issues, awkward silences, or glitches. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome. My name is Redbird, aka Lisa, and I am the community manager at Record Shop, which is a music NFT platform for those who may not be familiar. Um, to, we have been doing a series actually uh, of women in Web3 and really focusing on some of the amazing women who are building. Um, I'm extremely passionate about this and uh, of making it a more welcoming space in general. Um, but today I really did want to focus on mental health um, and just kind of opening up a dialogue about that. Uh, I think really, really important, especially as women, that we make sure that this is a comfortable space for anyone to come and talk and feel um, welcome to share their stories. Uh, I think as women, we are more open to speaking about these things with our with our friends and um there's less of a stigma with that so i am also really happy to have with us nick from disco fries and i see some of our friends in the audience too um iraq has been a huge supporter of and been pretty much all of our uh women of web3 conversations and um you know it's something i'm hyper aware of that uh, a lot of men i think don't feel as comfortable speaking about their mental health um, and with tomorrow being the National Suicide Prevention Day or worldwide, I think, um, you know, suicide does impact men at higher rates. And we do need to make that a more open place. And obviously, Web3 being much more male dominated, I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to blend our skills as women and uh, bring that forward. So I just want to do let's go around and do some quick intros of everyone who's here. And then we'll kind of get into the conversation more. Um, I do want to say for anyone tuning in, um, obviously mental health is very different for everyone. And I don't think anyone who is speaking today is a professional. We're not going to be providing any professional advice. We're really just going to be talking about our own stories and things that have helped us personally. Um, so I just want to really put that frame out there. And uh, But I do want to welcome anyone to come up and speak and share their stories as well. So I'll pass it over to... Um, Nick, uh, at the Disco Fries, we'll, then we'll do Brightly Toasted, uh, Mama's a Crypto, and then Abby, and we might have a few others join. Um, so let's just do brief, brief intros, where you're from, who you are, um, what brought you into Web3, and then we'll go around again and we'll start kind of, uh, at the start and share some stories and yeah, so I'll pass it over to Nick. Hey guys. Or girls, should I say, <laughs> to be correct. Uh, my name is Nick from the Disco Fries. We've done a bunch of drops on Record Shop, uh, mainly our Friends of Fries drop, which was super successful and sold out uh, right at the beginning of the bear market. And um, 
really advocating for women, not only in Web3, but in music in general and specifically in dance music, the space that we're in. Um, in fact, had a lot of uh, female-led tracks in our Friends of Fries pack and um, we're championing a song right now on our label from Lena Leon, who's also done some drops on Record Shop. Um, she is the sole, it's her first solo record and it's on our label Liftoff and it just got added to rotation on Sirius XM BPM, which is the big dance station here, um, in the States, but I know you guys in Canada, you get it too. Uh, so just really happy to be part of the conversation and I'm going to let Lisa steer the ship here, but, um, I'm rooting for all of you in here. So, uh, happy to be here. Awesome intro. Hey guys, I'm Katie. Um, I work with Multiplied, a PR marketing company, but um, I've been in Crypto Web 3, I'd say since 2016, 2017, my brother just started gifting me crypto. Um, you know, he was like, do you want an Amazon gift card or an Ethereum? And I'm like, I don't know, an Amazon gift card. I don't know what an Ethereum is. And he's like, I made, here's an Ethereum and a wallet. And so of course I was just like, all right, well, I guess I have to learn what this is. And I am so, so thankful um, for him for doing that. Although, with how the market's been, I don't know how much my mental health um, thanks him, but uh, I am really glad to be in this space. The community here is prob- uh, unmatched, I guess, is the best word I would say. Um, trying to think. I've grown up in the music industry. My aunt is a Grammy award-winning songwriter, um, so um, I've been championing women in Web... Uh, sorry, Web3, that's what I'm used to saying. Um, in music, my whole life, um, I've been listening to her demos, and people would be like, what's your favorite song? Um, I wasn't listening to what was on the radio. I was just listening to um, these really awesome, it, it was country music, uh, but women country music artists. Uh, so that is my connection to Web3 and in music. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Mamas. Lisa, thank you for having us. Hi. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me, Mamas of Crypto. Um, I got into... Um, crypto and NFTs and Web3 on my maternity leave, which sadly just ended. But um, it's been about two months since I, you know, kind of started Googling, like, what's Ethereum? <laughs> I even really hadn't heard of Web3 um, so much. But my husband has been, like, totally obsessed with crypto and, like, kind of like some degen type stuff for, like, about a year. And I figured... He spent so much time there. I was like, I don't really need to get involved. But then I started to feel like I was getting left behind as it started to become more mainstream. People were talking about things and I just had no idea what they were talking about. So I was like, I should probably buckle down and learn this. And now I'm completely obsessed with NFTs. (laughs) I have a lot to learn about like music NFTs and um, that whole side of things. I'm, you know, still like kind of a beginner at all of this, but I'm happy to be participating in the conversation today around mental health. Um, it's definitely something like as a woman, as a mother, as a working mother, it's, you know, you sometimes, you often end up putting yourself last and pay the price for that in a lot of different ways. So I'm um, just happy to be here and talking with you guys. Hey, we just had Vic join us. Um, I'll I'll throw it over to Abby and then uh, Vic, we'd love for you to introduce yourself as well. Hey, everyone. So I I recently got into Web3 about, I want to say like 
a year ago, um, really dove in hard. Um, I also work for a PR agency, um, Multiplied, and um, have been writing since I could remember. Um, so my passion lies in storytelling um, and connecting people. Um, and I also am a poet. So I really started diving in, um, seeing NFT poetry and, um, and now, you know, with recent developments in AI poetry and all of that. Um, but what I really love about this space today, um, I have been training in somatic psychotherapy for about three years now, um, and have watched how those tools and coming back to my body has really served me and has helped my health in ways I could never explain. Um, and that no supplement or medication could ever, could ever, you know, solve or fix. Um, so it's something I'm really passionate about. So I'm very, very honored to be here. And um, that is something I'm also incorporating into my writing and into my poetry in my work. Um, I want to help women heal. I want to help the world heal. And yeah, so super stoked to be here on this journey with you guys. Thanks, Abby. Vic, welcome. Uh, we're just doing quick intros uh, and then we'll kind of get into more of the topic. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Vic. I am a, I'm a recording artist, um, musician, and I'm new to Web3. I have a couple of drops with Record Shop. I'm a part of the uh, Disco Fries, uh, Friends of Fries drop as well. Um, but yeah, I'm new to Web3. I just, I really think it's a cool, um, this is a, such a cool space where people advocate for women. Um, and I think that's something that could uh, potentially make this more long lasting the fact that so many women are interested in it and I think that uh, this is all just really cool and exciting and new and I'm really happy to be here thanks for having me amazing no we're really happy to have you I think this is the first time I'm officially meeting you so welcome Vic um, uh, I have picked up your NFTs through the Disco Fries drop though so uh, nice to put a voice too. Awesome. Well, I guess I've heard your voice before too, but <laughs> nice to meet I definitely, you. <laughs> I, I definitely know, I know, I know about, um, I think I might've met you in person once before, but I know about you. I know, um, you know, my boyfriend does a lot for record shop as well. So yeah, I'm definitely familiar and I'm really happy to formally meet you here. <laughs> awesome. All right. We're going to dive in. So today our topic is mental health. Um, we're going to just kind of go around and chat about our stories and the things that have helped us. Uh, I already said this, but I'm going to just kind of keep reiterating it. Um, mental health is very, very different for every individual person. What might work for one person will not work for another person. Um, and obviously, well, Abby <laughs> maybe is a little bit more um, closer to a professional than the rest of us, but none of us are professionals here. We're just kind of talking our stories through. <laughs> Definitely not a professional, but I've just trained in it for a little bit. And there's so many different forms, you know? So it's really just finding the way that works for you. Yeah, 100%. So I, we're going to kind of frame that throughout, um, but it's just something really important to talk about and bring to the forefront. Um, 
I'll I'll kick it off um, and share a little bit of my story and my journey and how Web three kind of plays into all of that. Um, I'll be uh, completely frank and say I don't. I feel very, very lucky that I don't have any um, major mental health issues, um, you know, other than occasionally feeling up or down. Um, I feel just so, so incredibly lucky. Uh, I have a lot of friends in my life who, you know, have struggled with that. And um, for me, I just find it's being there as a listening ear. Um, that's what I... I really find important to be there for each other. Um, I do find, uh, for me personally, my physical health and my mental health are really tightly related. Um, I Prior to being in Web3, I worked in the fitness industry for about five years and found through that I gained a lot of mental strength by working on my physical self as well. Um, I was actually in the IT side of fit, the fitness industry, so I really didn't have to go and work out, but I started working out and uh, have found that the stronger I've gotten, the more confident I am in myself and my abilities, not just physically, but um, emotionally and socially as well. Uh, so that has been something that I've just really, really found. And lately, um, I haven't been, there's just been a few things going on in my life and I haven't been able to get, be as active as I normally like to be. Um, and I find, uh, I'm having a lot more days where I'm just mentally exhausted. Um, today I'm actually having a really slow day where I just really can't wait to log out and like go chill on my couch and like not talk to anyone. Um, I'm really happy to be here. I'll <laughs> frame that. But uh, just to be like completely frank with myself, and, and that's a little odd for me. So um, I'm trying to be really um, to notice that and to say, you know, it's okay. That's I know that that's not normal. I realize what my problem is, and it's just that I haven't been getting as active as I normally like to be. Um, so that's something I do know I need to work on. For a little bit and I'm excited to do that and get back into it um, and one another thing for me and we were kind of talking about this right at the top with Abby but um, I'm located in Canada and our seasons are very dramatic um, my our summers are really really hot and sunny and beautiful our winters are really really cold and I hate being cold there's nothing I hate more in the world um, and my our winters are so long and our days get really short and so you get no sunlight uh, especially if you work, like I work that nine to five hours, it, that's when it's bright out. So I find winter incredibly difficult. Um, I just do not feel like myself at all. And uh, this past winter, I think, was probably the most difficult just being in a completely online work environment. Um, it was the first winter that I wasn't, I, I don't know, I just, I found this winter I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't like, I barely left my house. There was weeks at a time where I did not step foot outside of my house, um, which is like not, was not great. <laughs> but right now it's summer, so I'm all good. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's, uh, you know, like I said, I don't have a, a ton of, um, I don't, I just feel really lucky that, you know, I can really track what, my where my emotions are at and, and I can really point to things and make changes most of the time I can't change the weather obviously but um, 
yeah, I think that's all I personally want to share. And I'm really excited to hear from everyone else. Uh, uh, I'll just say, um, everybody who's on, just come off mute and uh, share. I don't think I'll try not to like point at people and make you share things if you don't want to. <laughs> I was going to throw it to Vic if she wanted to jump on. I know she's limited on time, but I don't want to put her on the spot. No, no, I'd love to. Um, I'm sorry. I, I was in an elevator when I just picked that up. But yeah, so I, I do struggle a lot with uh, different mental health challenges. I have, you know, depression, anxiety, the, the whole thing. But I had a big bout of um, pure OCD, which is kind of, it's not the type that's, I have to, you know, flip the light switch on and off and I have to do a couple steps in this direction, that kind of thing. It's more of like a, like a repeating thought process in your head that really, that is very difficult to stop. And it's a lot of intrusive thoughts and a lot of just very disturbing, you know, imagery and things. And I struggled with that for a couple of years and it was weird because it's my own brain and it's kind of hard to think that like you can't control it. And it's, you know, it's not a good feeling to not have control over your own brain. So, um, so after I, I did a lot of research, I went to much therapy and I'm properly medicated now and it's easier to manage, but you know, some days it is hard. The weather takes a big toll on that. Like you guys were saying in the winter, I don't feel like myself. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. That's difficult for people who struggle with um, different mental illnesses. So yeah, that's what I have to say about it. If you don't mind sharing, how is your journey of like finding that medication? I have uh, just from the experiences I've heard from my friends, it can be really um, difficult to have those conversations with doctors to find find the right doctor who will actually correctly diagnose you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you're open to share, absolutely. No, I'm definitely. Um, I'm still struggling sometimes to find the right medication. I change a lot, um, but when it came to OCD, it, a lot of it was finding a doctor that believed you because it's not really the classical definition of it where it's, you know, the physical compulsions. I had to explain that to a lot of different doctors and they were kind of like, well, you didn't show up 15 minutes early to the appointment, so you don't have OCD. Like, no, that's that's not it. <laughs> And, yeah, it's not always black know. and white. No, yeah. no. And it was so weird for me to hear that from, like, professionals. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but that was weird. So I had to find someone who, like, really knew what I was talking about because, you know, a whole thing of whole thing about OCD, too, is you're gaslighting yourself sometimes. So to hear other people do it was really weird and kind of hard. Um, but I, I, I eventually did find some people who were you know, read up on that. And there's something called CBT therapy, which I really liked. And I recommend that to people who don't have OCD too. It's just really good for anxiety. Um, it's kind of like a meditation almost. And that really helps me a lot. But when it came to medication, it was a lot of trying different things. Um, and a lot of things worked, a lot of things didn't. And you just you keep going in that direction until you, you know, you're satisfied, I guess. I was lucky to have, you know, I'm, I'm 24, I'm still on my parents' insurance, so that was I, I was, I had that privilege to keep going through different medications and it didn't cost me a fortune. But I can't imagine, you know, had I not caught that when I was 20, 
and I started doing this when I was 26, I wouldn't have been able to afford all of that. So it's kind of sad. Yeah, that's a um, really good point that there is huge, like <laughs> the huge disparities depending on your income and um, it, like what point you are in your life. Um, right, and yeah, how not everything huge, huge. is covered, like even therapy and stuff, you know, it's just, it's not covered by... Um, insurance companies a lot of the time it's just out of pocket it's insane with medication it's crazy yeah i still have to fight these insurance companies sometimes about like medication i've been taking forever like what what do you mean i can't have this medication i've had since i was 10 like what right right and we shouldn't have to fight for that (laughs) like there shouldn't be a fight for that the system is the way it's the way it is is not okay and that's why like we have to push for for change to happen and i feel like that's a very like american um problem here in canada we have our you know healthcare system that does uh support us i think a lot more than the american system um you know i don't have uh, any health insurance through my employer or I don't pay for any other ones. And a lot of my, uh, n- not a lot of stuff is like fully covered, but it's at least uh, available at a better rate. Um, so I do feel <laughs> if, if Canada is going to give me winter for like eight months of the year, at least they got to give us some <laughs> access to medication. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we have um, private companies or citizens like Mark Cuban who bring up things like cost plus drug companies so that people can actually afford to get medications, which I think is just so crazy. And shout out to him for, you know, championing Web3 and then also um, caring about people enough to create something like this with with his wealth. Um, I think that's super cool. Um, and then also speaking of seasonal depression, I was actually on the phone with my doctor this morning and she was like, do you have enough vitamin D? I think it's supposed to start getting cold out. I mean, I am in Texas, so we've got another month or so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so real. I think I started realizing I had seasonal depression probably in college and then, you know, I was a social butterfly and then somewhere along the way just started getting, you know, social anxiety. Um, so then started seeing a therapist, you know, here and there when I was a child and then just decided um, when I started making my own money, I actually got off my parents' insurance. Um, so I didn't feel that guilt of like, oh, no, they have to pay for it. Or I don't know how I thought insurance worked at the time, um, but got on my own and kind of went on my own journey to find a therapist that worked for me. Um, and so that's been an interesting journey. Also, like finding um, different people that you vibe with and you don't vibe with, you know, and you're going in and you're paying a lot of money, especially here in the U.S., um, to have a conversation with someone and you walk out going, they didn't get me at all, what just happened, and maybe I'm losing it. And then you go find someone else and you're like, oh, my gosh, they actually get it and they get where I'm coming from. Um, it's also really interesting here. They, like, just try and throw all these medications at you until you find someone or a medication that works for you or someone who teaches you, like Abby was saying, like, you know, a meditation or um, 
you know, I was going through something one day and I was actually talking to Abby and she taught me something that was, and Abby, I'm going to actually let, kick this over to you and let, if you don't mind putting you on the spot here, um, but letting you teach this uh, technique. Cause I think it's really cool. And I think it's super helpful. And I actually texted her the next day and was like, Hey, um, and I don't want to share too much. Cause again, it's, she, she taught it to me. So I'm going to leave it with her, but, um, and it was super, super helpful. So Abby, I'm going to kick it over to you and then uh, let you share from there. Oh my gosh, my heart right now. <laughs> um, was it the pushing? The push? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, um, with somatic practices, it's like through the body. So you can like think your way, logically try to figure your way out of something or like the tension you're feeling or like frustration and you can try and logically do this like oh I shouldn't be thinking this or oh I should be doing this I've got to do this but you're just frozen and that can come up a lot you know with like PTSD which I have and um, like trauma and you know depression or any of this that we're struggling with Um, and so it's so common for us to freeze like it's it's um it can be so normal and it can feel like life or death and I think that needs to be talked about more for sure. Um, but in those moments where you feel like so stuck or just like so overwhelmed, you're like, I can't do this. I can't move. Like you just feel like you physically can't move. You mentally can't um, do whatever you need to do. Um, or like completing a task. I mean, it can go from like something really big in your life that's happening or like something so small at work. Um, And I found that in those moments, something I really learned, I mean, there's a ton of different tools that you can use, but like, it's like moving the energy through your body versus trying to think it through um, and getting so trapped in the mind and the thoughts and which is so human, right? But um, this one tool really helps me. So whenever I'm frozen or I feel that way, I'm like, I can't move, I can't um, do this. Um, It's getting up and pushing, like physically pushing the wall or pushing like a tree or like anything that is around you that is a solid surface um you can take your hands almost like shoulder width apart maybe a little farther um and like spread your fingers wide um and then have your like right foot or whatever dominant in the front um feet planted on the ground so like feel the four corners make sure you can feel like the corners of your feet sorry there's like a car passing (laughs) but feel Feel the corners of your feet on the ground. Feel your hands on that wall um, or whatever you're pushing from. And um, so you want to make sure you can feel them. And then from there, have your elbows like a little bit bent, not fully straight, but not completely bent to where you're like too leaning, you're leaning into the wall too much. Um, And then you just start to push with everything you have in you. you yeah push push the wall as if you're like trying to push yourself through this wall um and you can make any noises you need to like or like scream or like say like sigh anything that comes out like it needs to come out um and hold it like i mean not super long i would say like trust your body it can be like 20 seconds 30 seconds however long you need um and then when you're ready, so you keep that, those elbows bent and you keep your feet placed on the floor and feel the energy coming up through the ground into your feet, 
through your legs into your center. So like feeling the energy come into your stomach area um, and then feel that power there and just feel it coming up. It's coming up through your body and you're pushing so hard, ugh, like making those noises. And then you can push off the wall when you know you're ready. So within like 20, 30 seconds, push yourself away from that wall. You'll take a few steps back. You can stand there and just feel the energy like moving through your body. It's like you can do this maybe like, I mean, sometimes once is enough, but usually a couple times. Um, and then, yeah, do it as, as many times as you need to. But I've found that it really helps you move. So when you're frozen and you're so stuck, sometimes our bodies need that cue. It's not just in our minds. How can I get through this? Or what should I do? Or how do I approach this? It's like our bodies keep score. It's like the book they do. They like traumatic memories and events and things are stored in our bodies. So if you can move it, that's when it, it can open up whatever situation you're in or whatever, you know, you're moving through. So I highly suggest trying it if you ever feel frozen or stuck on something. <laughs> Hopefully I, that made sense. <laughs> yeah, I thought I heard somebody come off, um, but then I didn't hear you again. Um, Katie, I, you just said that you tried that. Can you walk us through it? I like... <laughs> That sounds like really nice, even when I'm just thinking about like when I'm in bed at night and I can't sleep because I'm stuck on a thought. I'm going to try that. Yeah. No, it is so helpful. So I've done it actually a couple times. Um, one of them was I was packing um, for, I don't even know, some, somewhere I didn't even really want to go. I think I was going to Las Vegas for my friend's birthday. I'm just not a Las Vegas person at one point in my life. Yes, I absolutely was this point in my life. I really love like, you know, embroidering on the couch and like writing people letters and like wax sealing them. Um, so that's where I am now. But um, so I was packing for the trip and I honestly think she taught it to me like maybe that day or the day before I just went in this room and I just like pushed on this wall as hard as I could. My boyfriend walked in and he's like, what are you doing? Like, you trying to move the wall or like, and I just like ignored him and just kept pushing and I just pushed off. And I, I was honestly, right before I did that, I was like just about to crawl under the covers, like under the folded clothes and the suitcase and just be like, I'm just done. I'll deal with it. I'll throw whatever in the suitcase in the morning and I'll just deal with what I have. Um, but I, I was like, I'm going to try this thing. Abby taught me because like, what, what's it going to hurt? Nothing. Um, my house is a hundred and something years old. Like surely the wall can handle it. And um, so I did that and then I was like, all right, I feel good. And I like felt energy going through my arms and it was like I drank a Dr. Pepper without drinking. It like gave me energy. I thought that I definitely didn't have. Um, and then another time, I think I've done actually twice doing laundry. Laundry like physically hurts me. Like I feel like every <laughs> single piece of me is just like, if anyone is into inventions, I've come up with dissolvable clothes like I've heard the arguments like, no, they don't dissolve in the rain, but like you would put them in the washer and then like you'd open the washer and they'd just be gone. And like, how nice is that for like waste or like, I, and they would be like, you know, sustainable and cheap. And, um, but my boyfriend thinks that's crazy, but I think it's great. Cause then I don't have to fold laundry. And I'm not saying we're getting rid of clothes you love. Like your favorite sweatshirt doesn't have to go anywhere. We still have a dryer. Like you still wash your favorite clothes, dry them. That's great. But like 
for those of us who like laundry. So anyways, laundry is another time where I've used it and really liked it. Sorry about my dissolvable clothes tangent. Laundry, obviously, physically painful over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, it's funny because I have been um, getting a lot of stuff in my feed recently about just the burden on um, women in the household. And I might flip it over to mama's um after this, but the women in the household and the mental tasks that we take on that um, often uh, our partners don't either realize or um, just expect us to do things like um, doing remembering to do the laundry it's not even actually physically doing laundry it's like the mental task of okay it's Saturday I have to do laundry I have to clean the kitchen I have to do xyz um you know, and uh, often what we see is like men are totally down to help. They're really, they want to get in and do it, but it's like, okay, who's making the to-do list? That's a, that is a chore as well. Just putting the thoughts together of what chores are being done to keep this household afloat. Um, and that can be, I find that really, really draining as well. Um, so I totally get that. I'm going to have to try that um, well, the push technique as well, but, um, mamas, if you're comfortable and if you're available, uh, and you want to come up and share your stories as well, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, I feel, you know, like kind of the direction this is headed as far as like mental load and like just remembering to do the laundry. I mean, that is a huge thing. Um, cause even someone asking you like, how can I help? Like, that's almost so much work too, just to like delegate and to like, oh, well, you could, you know, wash the bottles or like you could um, take out the trash, you know, things like that. It's just like, it, it gets exhausting over time just having to, you know, carry that mental load. And it is so disproportionately um, women in relationships doing that. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of what you guys have said has really resonated with me. Like i I've been fortunate that I've never really had any, um, you know, real mental health challenges, but something that is interesting that's come to light recently, um, you know, like I, I have a four month old, he's my second child. So, um, you know, this time being on leave and like having a newborn, it was a lot easier just doing it the second time around. And he was also just an easier baby. My, my daughter was, born premature. So there were a lot of challenges when she was born. So it just felt a lot easier this time. And I had a lot of time kind of to myself, which is unusual. Um, I work full time, I work in finance. So um, before my son was born, um, but after my daughter was born, like kind of being like that working mom, you know, with all the mental load, it's like, you know, you wake up and they're already awake. So you spend time with them and then you take them to daycare and then you work all day and you pick them up from daycare and you're with them until they go to sleep. And then, you know, maybe you did some things during the day, like meal prep or something like that um, to get ready for when your kid's home. And so then you have to make up the extra work you didn't finish. So they put them down to sleep and then you work again and then it's late and you have to go to sleep. So you go to sleep and then the day is over and you've done nothing for you. Um, and you were like rinse and repeat and just the type of work that I do, it's, a little grueling. I end up working a lot of weekends. And um, so literally like this time this summer when I had time to myself, I hadn't had time to myself in 
years, like since before my daughter was born. And it's just, you realize what you're missing. Um, like I started, when I started looking into, you know, crypto and web three, I actually started blogging about it. Um, like just to help other women kind of like break things down, like, you know, people like me who feel like they're too busy ordinarily to learn and it's intimidating and confusing. So I was like, well, maybe I can make this easier for someone else. So I started writing about things and I had so much fun with it. And I, I used to write when I was younger for fun, um, like much younger. I mean, it's been like 25 years since I, I really did much writing, but um, just like kind of reconnecting with, you know, my creative side, because um, the work I do all day, it's like numbers. So um, I just felt like this part of my brain woke up and totally rewired. And, and I actually had read something about how, you know, people talk about mom brain. Um, and at first, I thought that sounded like really offensive and outrageous. But then I actually experienced it. And you kind of start to realize it's, um, you know, like maybe you're forgetful, like I had trouble with like recalling words. And part of that's just like pure exhaustion. But there are like different neural pathways that form when you become a mom, your brain kind of like rewires for mothering in a way. And I almost feel like it's been kind of a superpower. Like I feel like I'm thinking so differently than I thought before. And like my world got so much bigger over these last four months. And like why that didn't happen after my first child, like I, I don't know. I, I think every child is different. Every pregnancy is different. Um, everything is, you know, always just different. But um, you know, going back to work this week mentally has been very challenging because I feel like I'm going to lose, you know, what I had experienced this summer. Like I was just so happy. And then I was almost like experiencing so much joy, just like being so present with my family. I was like, what is this feeling? And I was like, I think it's happiness. And then I'm like, you know, I've never, like, I would never say I've been depressed or anxious. Like I'm very like even keeled. But then I, when I started to feel so happy, I was like, well, I don't normally feel as happy. And it's like, that's pretty unfortunate. So I'm just trying to think like, you know, where do we go from here? And um, what, what do I do now? And it's definitely been a mentally very challenging week. Like as I try to like get back into, you know, the Excel spreadsheets and the stressful stuff going on at work. Just anyways, that's, that's my story. Yeah, I think, okay. So I don't have kids and I don't want kids, but honestly, because of a lot of those things that you're saying, I, I don't know how I would balance everything. Um, and I'd love to throw it over to Nick. Um, I know you have daughters and um, I don't understand. I honestly, Nick, I don't understand how you do it all. Uh, you seem like you're constantly on. Um, and But then I, I hear you talk about your family too and how you separate that and spend time with them. So I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm actually on the way to get one of them right now. So if my phone craps out, it's uh, it's because I'm in route. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, a couple of things you guys touched on that are really interesting to think about. One, I love all the practices that were talked about. And one thing I would encourage, too, is anybody who plays an instrument or does anything creative. You mentioned, like, uh, you know, doing, like, a diary or just journaling thoughts. Um, one thing I do, because I play piano, it's easy for me to get behind a piano and just kind of, like, improv and thought dump on a piano. Um, but even if you're mediocre at an instrument or you like to cook, I feel like that is something that like you could just start doing and don't think about the process of just kind of like improv it and 
do what comes to you naturally. And if it tastes like garbage, it's okay. I think the process of doing it is super therapeutic. Um, in regards to my family and daughters and, you know, like I think about all the things all of you are talking about all the time because I'm not a woman. Um, so it's hard for me to put myself in your shoes and think about all the things that you have to deal with. And with two little girls, it's like not only what they're going to deal with when they get older, but all the little steps along the way and kind of how to process that. So I just try to empower them as much as possible. Like my one daughter is super creative. She loves to do artwork and it's more just giving her the tools to use that as a means either for creative expression or to get out angst and anxiety and stuff like that. So I try to encourage that as much as possible. But I actually had a question for all of you just to think about is like what I guess for all of you in here, what was the most encouraging part of growing up, whether it's from your family or friends or adults that like helped you get through anxious situations? And like, if you didn't have the tools, what tools might have stood out in your brain as you were getting older or when you were a little kid that like helped you get over certain, you know, challenges emotionally? If that makes sense. Does that question make any sense? No, yeah. it absolutely does. Yeah, that's a really great question. And I've actually never thought of it before, like thought of how to answer that. But when you were asking it, the first thing that came to my mind was, I guess, how calm my mom would always be. Like no matter how excited or stressed out or upset or whatever my emotions were, my mom always met me with just being so calm and like consistently there. I guess that really helped me as a kid and then like help. And then like that translates to like how I try and be with my friends, you know, no matter how excited or upset they are, I just try and meet them with like being calm, whether I have solutions or I can just listen or, you know, that I think that would be my biggest takeaway. That was a really great question, Nick. <laughs> no, I think it's really interesting. Cause like, I, I think it's interesting just to think about um, for myself, but also for everybody here. Um, and how you can carry that, whatever that thing was like for you, it was your mom. Um, but for me, I had like, I would sample diff every adult brought something different to the table an aunt and uncle, like I would try to pick the best attributes of every person, ignoring any sh shortfalls, um, and, and take those things and kind of integrate them into my own personality. And as a kid, I tried to do that. But I didn't realize I was doing that until I grew up. So I think it's a kind of a cool exercise to think about. Yeah, I, I love that question. And, and it's also something that I really hadn't thought about. But I read something the other day that was like, um, like kids will often not listen to you, but they never fail to imitate. So, you know, I think like a lot of the way I respond to things, I think about um, – you know, like, I probably got that from my parents. And, and during the pandemic, um, my first daughter was born right before the pandemic, and everything shut down. And we ended up living with my in-laws uh, for a very long time, which was, they were so helpful, but it was also like, not what I had pictured for my life. God bless so, you. You know, we never knew when we were going back. I know, seriously. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, but 
I learned in watching my in-laws, I I suddenly understood my husband like I never had before. And I just feel like so much of the way we react and respond and like, I don't know if it's nature or nurture or it's probably both a little bit. Um, But I just feel like you can understand so much about the psychology of someone when you live with their parents for a little while. Yeah, that was a great question, Nick. Um, that I'm trying to like think through. There, there was a point in my childhood that I did have some like major anxiety, and I would uh, every time I would go to school or um, anyway after school activities, I would feel physically ill. And I remember my parents took me to see someone, and they had me like draw this little monster on a page, and like I had to put the page. That was like my fear. Um, I didn't get, get it at the time, but like after thinking about it more, <laughs> and then I had to like physically put it away, um, and that actually helped me a lot. Um, but also speaking of like those people that we look up to, and um, you know, for those of us who are fortunate enough that that was somebody in our house, or if it was another adult who you look up to. Um, like that is so important that we are taking those little things. Um, and even as we grow older, like I, there's a lot of things my spouse says and I'm like, wow, I'm, I think it's so cool. And I just want to emulate those good things as much as I can. And from coworkers, I'll, I'll try to like pick up on any little thing that I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I've never thought of something from that perspective um, and try to, kind of hone in on that and I find that to always be a really interesting activity um and Vic welcome back um I think I love that you do that (laughs) I love that because I feel like we are um or were you calling Vic up I don't want to interrupt no no go ahead okay I was just saying I feel like that's so cool because we really all are each other's teachers And, like, it can continue, you know, because growing up my childhood, I didn't really have role models. I didn't have, like, parents that were solid mentally and were stable. Um, So, truly, it was, like, it's, like, the presence. It's really just hearing your child and, like, being there with them through all of it and letting them know, like, those emotions are okay. Everything is okay. Um, But the presence is really big and I love that question Nick I mean that's it's so beautiful it's such a reflection I want to sit with that more but um I didn't really have those kinds of role models growing up but now um my therapist actually was the first person that I could trust um fully trust with my life and like felt completely safe in my body with and that was about three years ago four years ago now um And as I've done that and as I've gone on this journey, I've gone through like chronic health issues with like Lyme and and stuff like that. And as I've gone down this journey, I've met so many like doctors and people along the way um, that have been those role models and teachers and strong women and leaders that I, that have just come into my life. And I feel like yeah, like though that solid, strong presence, I'm like learning that from people still. Like, and I will continue to, you know, but it's, um, it's like we can have those 
those mentors, you know, come into our lives all along the way. And it's, it's really cool to like take that like little, little tidbits from people. Like you were saying, Lisa, um, I think it's beautiful. Like it's an ongoing process, almost like we're like continuing to add to like our family along the way. Even if it's not like blood relatives, but. Mm -hmm. Well, and that can be like a really difficult, um, really difficult, difficult concept if your family wasn't stable or um, as loving as other family. Like, I don't want to say loving, but, you know, um, if you don't have that childhood that is like the picture perfect childhood, uh, you know, we can rely on other people in our circles and people that we have learn and and learn from and trust um you know your family does not have to be the people who you were born with it can you can create family as you go um i did want to welcome crypto casually who asked to come up and speak welcome want to say a few words uh yeah thank you how is everybody gmgm appreciate you having me up so um i guess ma'am sorry go ahead no, I was just saying hi back. <laughs> word, word, word. Oh, uh, yeah. So I just saw the space. I wanted to pop in. Um, yeah, my name is Crypto Casually. I make music. And I'm actually one of the performers at the Web3 Summit Women's Web3 Miami coming up um, November 30th. And so I saw this and I was like, oh, how convenient. You know, I thought I'd come, you know, pop in, you know, meeting you now potentially and uh, meeting you in Miami. It's always better if I can introduce now and let you know my story and, you know, get uh, introduced or whatever I can do to provide some value, you know, before all that is always good to me. Um, it matters to me a lot though, because, uh, and not to, and I'll keep this short, but I've always been a big like, women's advocate. I was raised by a single mother and I've got two daughters, uh, eight and five years old, Aylin and Noah. And they're very, very much, I'm a single father, uh, recently divorced in May. So this whole web three journey for me is like changed my life. Right. It's definitely, um, uh, made me a better person, um, in the, you know, totality of it. But, um, but yeah, having daughters myself, right. Experiencing the life situations I've experienced in my own, um, you know, journey to this point now, you know, I never knew I was going to make music at all. Uh, and then January of this year, you know, one thing led to another, all of a sudden now, you know, I make music, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a, I'm a musician, I'm an artist now. So it's a beautiful thing. I'm extremely proud and honored to be able to represent for the women's uh, web three summit in Miami. And, um, you know, those ladies that put that on are phenomenal. So that's really all. I just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job up here. A lot of great stuff. Um, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, be involved with, let me know. Um, I've also got songs that are I've got 40 tracks. I'm on all major, major streaming platforms. I've got mental health space songs that I've made. I'm a big advocate of the mental health also. Um, so some of those rooms I pop in that I really enjoy, I'll make a track for them, uh, things of that nature. So yeah, um, if it didn't uh, at all, you'd ever want me to play a, you know, one of those kind of vibes, I can. Otherwise, you know, I'll just hang out and listen and uh, you know, take it in. So I just want to introduce. Cool. Welcome. Yeah, definitely check out what we're doing at Record Shop. Um, we're a music NFT platform. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> How convenient. I didn't even know. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, I want to touch on actually a topic that Crypto Casually and Mamas had mentioned um, briefly, but kind of that work-life balance and like work-life play balance, I guess, where Web3 for some of, like for me, Web3 is work. Um 
for others, this is for exactly what Crypto Casually was saying. It's that's his play. Um, but I'd love to hear how how everybody here has been balancing adding in this whole ecosystem, um, which can bring its own ups and downs. Like obviously we're in a crypto winter right now and financially very stressful for a lot of people um, compared to, you know, when everything was like crazy and (laughs) everything at the end of last year. Um, So I just, I would love to hear how people are doing. Um, You know, I, I find I can get really down. Um, I'm the community manager at record shop. So especially when our community is really feeling down. I really feel that as well. Um, when you guys, like, you guys are really honest with the feedback you provide in our community, uh, and I really take that to heart. And when we can't make the changes as quickly as we want to to um, reflect what's going on, it really friggin' sucks. So um, I'm just would love to hear you know tips um things that work for you or you know if you're just having a rough time or you need some extra support would love to hear that too go for it crypto casually sorry earlier i think before you joined we said um just come off mute and speak you don't have to raise mm. hands got you yeah I'd, I'd be raising my hand you know what i mean you get booted out of room real quick so yeah uh, i just want to touch on this and i have to leave at three so i have another commitment at three i have to go to so i just wanted to do this now with you and uh, also say goodbye respectfully so i don't just have to roll out on you um but the main thing for me is is keeping keeping balance on your goal setting i think has a lot to do with it i don't think that people have a true understanding of how to set goals um a lot of times when you look at it in the macro view it, it's much harder to uh, control your emotions on that way up or that journey to right whatever your end goal is but when you're having issues or whatever the for in a crypto winter or whatever it may be if you set proper goals or reevaluate your goals and reset your goals um, you have to continue to give yourself motivation and momentum that's a big 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 thing and it's a big thing to have um, those endorphins release in your brain once you've accomplished a goal you feel me so like you have to set something, you know, even if it's a crypto winner and you want to get this company to here and you got to do this to, and you got to get it to here and it's got to be done by this time. I mean, set something small, simple for the day, right? Something that's achievable and measurable, right? You got to have goals that are measurable. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to launch this thing to the moon. Like, okay, cool. You know, like, what's that mean? Like, you know, um, are you going to talk? Are you going to pop in three different spaces today? Right. Are you going to have uh, whatever uh, amount of calls made? You know, like I was, I came from a sales background. Uh, I was a, a VP of sales for a long time. So it's like phone calls were a big part of lead generation, right? So if you're not making good sales that month or whatever, it's like that day. I'm like, I'm going to make 150 fucking calls. You feel me? It's like once you hit that 150, you still may not have made a sale, but you're like, yeah, all right. Got the little 150 in though. And you feel good about your work ethic. You know what I'm saying? So uh, reevaluate your goals, reset your goals. A lot of people don't reset them. You know, it's okay to do that. You know, let a little bit of your pride and your ego out of your system and then reset and start back and then you'll be good to go. You know what I mean? So, or just listen to my music. You know, you can find my music. You know, I got some upbeat shit. I'll get you right. You know what I'm saying? So, shameless plug. Love you guys and I appreciate you. But yeah, that's my input. Awesome. I actually personally, uh, have never found goal setting a very um, helpful tool for me. And it took me a really long time to understand that and to understand how to um, keep myself moving forward without setting goals. Cause that's always the first thing that people say It's like, okay, just set a goal and then work to that. 
um, what I, for whatever reason that just like seems like a mindless activity to me. I don't know. It just, it, to each their own, for sure. To each their own, for sure. But I think that maybe how you set your goals and what goals you're setting. I mean, I've experienced in my own accord, right? Having trained a lot of thousands of people about this, like throughout my career was people don't know how to set goals. Like what goals matter for what point in time you're at in your life and what you're trying to achieve and what goals you're setting. And when you have the history, you know, the history of they don't work, you go into your goal setting with that baggage. And that's tough. And so you're right. And, and hey, look, maybe you're just also different. Maybe you're a self-starter in a different way. People are different to each their own. May not be for you. But, you know, a lot of times just in my experience, you know, it just wasn't fully understood. And that's why, you know, it didn't work. Yep, fair. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just have never found that to be an effective tool for me. And um, yeah, I have other methods. But I do, I'm really excited actually to welcome Big Daddy Iraq up in to the space. Uh, what I said earlier, one of our um, big supporters of uh, this whole Women in Web3, I think he's been on pretty much every single space uh, listening in. So he's never requested to come to talk though. So welcome. I'm really happy to hear your voice. Hello, Lily. Thank you very much for bringing me on here. I'm very, very appreciative. This is going to be more of like a, uh, a gratitude thing because, um, you know, I don't really have much to say. I mean, in regards to the goals, I try to do some goals and whatnot. But for me, the way I try to keep my mental straight is um, I, I do wins. You know what I mean? Like every day, a win. You make your bed, you made a win. You do the dishes, you make a win. So I try to stack those wins. And then once I get that ball rolling, it's like a snowball going downhill. And then I kind of get a little bit more going. I'm not really like a great writer, but just recently, like my little uh, PFP, I have like a devil thing here. So I actually wrote a little story about our Moonbats community, um, which I'm a little bit proud of because it's one of the first NFTs like where, you know, you have some women style NFTs within the collection, but they're always like, you know, maybe a tenth of what the true collection is, um, which again, ours has a, a few, uh, you know, not too, too many. But the one thing that I think that we did was in the Discord, we added, you know, a baddies role for the girls. So then when the girls are in there, they have their own role with their own distinct um, persona, to say. So I'm very proud of that in regards to what we did. But again, I'm most proud of you, Lisa, because, again, you are so strong. You know, sometimes we have a, a difficult Discord in there. So I always try to jump in. Um, I don't want to say a defender because I did get yelled at by a young lady in high school because I said I was a defender of women. And she says, I don't need you to defend me. I just need you to support me. So ever since then, um, that's what I've been. I'm a brother of older brother of two sisters. Um, in the first half of my family, it was just me and my cousin Tom Tom, and like 16 strong women, educated women. So um, again, I'm definitely here to support uh, anything that you would ever need from me. I'm more than willing to do. And again, I love you to death. Uh, and again, thank you, Mamas of Crypto. Thank you, uh, Brightly Toasted, Abby, for coming up here. Um, again, with my ADHD, sometimes I get a little bit of anxiety coming up here. So again, I'm not sharing anything personal, but um, I am kind of trying to rush a little bit because I'm working at Toyota right now in the service department. So I'm making sure my boss doesn't come looking for me. But uh, I do want to say thank you, ladies, for being up here. You'll always see me in here trying to support you um, and anything I could ever do. I love you all. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a woman. So again, thank you, mom. And uh, I wish Nick was here. I would like to thank him, too, because he's always in here being a bright light for everything, too. But um, I'm going to step down for a second, let you guys talk a little bit. I love hearing it. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. I think I got be, uh, might be a gentleman. I'm not 100% sure here. So 
<laughs> That's awesome. That I'm like smiling ear to ear right now. <laughs> um, Nick did have to, uh, or he got rugged or he got dropped um, on his way to pick up his girl. So uh, he did text me and say to say goodbye to everybody. He was loving this conversation. Um, you know, I, and I do realize that we're a little after three right now, and uh, we did have a space only for an hour. But I'm open to continue the conversation if y'all are. Um, I'm really also enjoying having people come up and I appreciate you taking the time while you're at work. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so let's hop back to that last topic, of just the work life and web three balance. <laughs> going to add web three as like some, uh, additional. And like, I think, uh, you know, I do, um, a lot of theater outside of work. Um, it's all volunteer, uh, community theater and it's brings me a lot of joy, but it's also just like a lot of work. So I have to really, I've had to learn to, um, manage my, the commitments I can make to that in order to keep my brain <laughs> and body in a certain place so that I can deliver on the really important things, um, which is my family and, um, my paycheck, uh, to be completely frank, I need that paycheck. Um, so uh, that's something I, I have, it took me quite a few years to figure out what that right balance was. Um, but I think I've figured it out now. Uh, but I'd love to hear from Brightly Toasted, Mamas, Abby, um, Iraq, if you're able to come back off mute. Uh, how, do you, how do you balance this world of Web3 along with everything else that you do? Well, I'm still trying to figure that out, really, um, especially just with going back to work, um, you know, this past week. But what something that I feel is really helpful, um, just generally, is to, like, use your calendar and just say, like, I'm going to block 15 minutes and I'm going to do this. And when 15 minutes is over, regardless of what might still be left, maybe it's unfinished, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to move on to this next task. And I'm going to, you know, dedicate an hour to that. Um, and just kind of sticking to that. Otherwise, um, you know, just, you know, thinking back to like work projects and stuff, you kind of go down rabbit holes and you get really far with something, but then you completely neglect something else. And um, so I've just found that like, just sticking to kind of strict, um, deadlines and like time allocations is really helpful in terms of balancing. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'm going to take some of your tips. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself up like two or three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, this isn't sustainable. Go to bed, go to drink water and go to bed. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, I feel like it's good advice, but it's also, like, you know, hard to live by. Like, it's it's hard to just, like, cut yourself off um, if you're not done. Like, I know that can be, like, kind of, you know, just, like, mentally challenging to move on um, if you're, like, kind of in the thick of something. But I find that it's the best way to not completely ignore something else that can't be ignored. Right, totally. And like stepping away um, can actually help, you know, just like gaining space from whatever you're working on. If you're so zoned in and, you know, it's not happening or not getting it done, it's so easy to like punish ourselves and be like, oh my God, I ha that means I have to work all night to get it done. And that is it. And sometimes, yeah, 
like we do have things that need, that have deadlines and we need to hit them but it's like giving ourselves that grace because through that you know aggression nothing's going to come from that nothing fruitful so like stepping away even if it's just for like 10 minutes I'll do that if I find myself like you know kind of lost in that time aspect I'm like oh my gosh I I'm struggling here or I can't figure out how to phrase this or you know I step away from the computer even if it's just 20 minutes or 10 minutes um and come back but I really love what you said mama's about the, the time because I'll do that I'll like put on my calendar just like even if it's not visible to everyone, but my own private, just like, okay, this hour I'm working on this, this hour I'm working on that. And I am totally with you on, it's a practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to, to move from something to something else. And I and love what you stopping. said too, about just like, um, you know, like stepping away because I feel like my best idea is like the times when I solve problems, it's like when I stepped away and I'm like, Yes. just doing doing a workout and then suddenly like I have some great idea or like also the shower is another place where I have a lot of ideas so yeah you know it's shower like you don't thoughts. really like do yourself <laughs> oh my God. favors like chaining yourself to a desk in front of a computer um, yes when you're especially you guys, if you're trying to solve a problem or get an idea did totally. you know that there are notepads and pencils that you can actually get that are waterproof that like right in the shower my boyfriend got Wait, one because I always come out of the shower like <laughs> I need, and there's like spirals. You can get a freaking, I'm sure some of y'all knew this, but there's like, you can get a spiral that's waterproof and like a notepad that sticks to the wall. Just so you guys know, I think it's on Amazon. Well, that's great. To know. <laughs> I love that. I'm going <laughs> to buy one of those. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Do you have one, Katie? Oh, yeah. I have the notepad. I have the, but it's more turned into like, we just write like sweet notes back and forth instead oh. of like any ideas. I mean, I have a few work ideas where like I'll rip it out, and but no, yeah, it's just mostly like you know whatever stupid notes back and forth. <laughs> no, I love that. And mamas, I'm totally like when I'm working out or like moving my body. When I, if I'm doing it by myself, that's when I have some like really creative ideas. I just work through a lot of problems. Um. I'm like a bit of a gym rat, so I spend a couple, like a good amount of hours there every week, and just like the number of problems I've solved, just like sitting there, and uh, whether I'm listening to podcasts or just like pumping some music, I'm like, oh yes, figured it out. Um, it's always like oh, it feels so good. All right. It totally does. Like whatever grounds us or whatever makes you feel like calm, like just stepping away to do that. Yeah, I really Huge. like your your stepping away. Like for me too, petting my dogs, like taking those like a minute to just go and like hug my dog. <laughs> too instant love. <laughs> and it's it's like it's called it's technically I remember my therapist telling me this. It's technically called titration. Like you know, it's like back and forth, the pendulum. Like you have to step away and come back. You can't just be in that like that feeling you, you got to be able to like step outside of it yeah I love that you do that I need to get a dog <laughs> for that yeah. instant love really helpful during the pandemic not so helpful before that because <laughs> I'd have to wait all day <laughs> all right um just want to uh open the floor up one last time any last topics 
Um, while you're pondering that, I'll just kind of plug what we're doing here. One last time, we have got a few people who've joined since um, I introed. So, uh, hi, my name is Redbird, a.k.a. Lisa. Um, I'm the community manager over at Record Shop, which is a music NFT platform. And we were hosting this uh, Women of Web3 series throughout the summer, kind of celebrating a mentorship program that we did. Um, and I really, really enjoyed the conversations we had. So we're going to keep up this Women of Web3 theme at least monthly. Um, this week, we focused really on mental health and how we balance everything. And um, it's been a really great conversation. And I really appreciate everyone who's come up. Um, I don't see any hands up or anything. So I'll maybe just wrap it up right now. I just want to thank everybody who's been here today. Um Brightly Toasted, Mamas of Crypto, Abby, uh, I'm trying to get everybody else to keep on, Vic, Disco Fries, um, Iraq, it was a pleasure to actually hear your voice and to speak with you, um, and we had, I can't remember the other gentleman's name, Crypto something, um, but it's been a wonderful time, really appreciate everyone's time, um, we are going to be doing spaces once a week, so please head over to Record Shop and give that a follow. Um, I'm sure everybody here would also appreciate if you went and gave them a follow as well. Uh, cheers, everyone. Lots of love. Have a great weekend. I hope everyone is ready to enjoy their weekend. And I see Amp NFT on, who is already, they're in New Zealand, so they're already into their Saturday morning. And I'm very jealous. <laughs> but I'm almost there. I'm going to have some wine tonight, so that'll help. Okay, cheers, everyone. Yes, wine. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Hey, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun. To learn more about Record Shop, visit us at recordshop.com. That's R-C-R-D-S-H-P dot com.